You're listening to The G-Factor with Lauren and Tony, a weekly microcast offering a variety of unique ways to market your business or organization. Now, without further ado, here are the hosts of G-Factor, Lauren Doherty and Tony Van. I'm still excited about last week's uh, podcast, Lauren. I really had a lot of fun doing the uh, places to travel, top five places to travel. Didn't you? Yeah. Um, and have you booked any trips yet? I mean, where are we in that in that status? I haven't booked any trips to the top five places uh, in yours or mine, but I have booked one trip for uh, June. So I'm kind of excited about actually being able to go someplace. Yes, absolutely. I think everyone is. So me included. Yeah. And I'm sure like you and uh, our listeners, uh, you're always looking just like we kind of did our top five things. You're always looking for other people's recommendations or opinions or those that uh, are quote unquote professional influencers to give you kind of the inside scoop of either where to go or what to eat or where to drink, that type of thing. Right? Yes. So let's talk about how you can use influencer marketing in your business. Because I know that, like you said, we all follow some sort of influencer um, on social media or read blogs or articles, recommendations, reviews, all of those things. So why don't we give some tips on how to integrate that into your marketing strategy? I think that's fantastic. I, uh, I always like to start off just to kind of warm you up, if you will, uh, with little stats. I know you're a big stats gal, and we've talked about that. So just for those of the, you all that don't know or uh, understand the impact of an influencer or influencers on folks, a couple of things very interesting, uh, especially if you're looking at, so the younger demographic, I have some statistics from the Digital Marketing Institute, DMI. Uh, they claim that last year, 70% of teens Teens, T-E-E-N-S, which are basically folks that are uh, within uh, the age of 12 to 18, trust influencers more than traditional celebrities. 70% of teens trust influencers more than traditional celebrities, which I think is very interesting. The other thing that's very interesting to me is that 49% of consumers depend on influencer recommendations. So that's basically, if I don't, you do. Like one out of every two people depend on that uh, influencer. And then finally, something that was kind of interesting to me, which we hopefully will talk more a little bit about it, is can you make money? And so influencer marketing campaigns earn $6.50 for every $1 spent. It happens to be the fastest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's a dollar I want more than five bucks back. I mean, that's a, that's fantastic. So it's, it's actually the fastest growing, according to the DMI, it's the fastest growing channel for brands beating both organic search and paid search as well as email marketing. So I think that's pretty exciting to to kind of see that return. So. Absolutely. So let's talk about kind of, you know, we've gotten several like FAQs when we've embarked on these journeys with our clients, like how does this work? So let's just kind of talk about the process a little bit um, because I think those stats if and what everyone is seeing trend wise, um, I think that should be convincing enough to maybe, you know, start exploring or testing this out. Right. I mean, Absolutely. I think we can agree with that. So bust um, a move, and- Lauren. Break it down for us. <laughs> 
So I think first and foremost, um, the most important thing is finding the correct influencer for your brand or your business. So obviously um, researching and there are tools out there to do that and or if you need help, um, people that can assist with this process. But finding the right influencer, whether that is by age, by location, um, whether it's human or animal even, um, looking at what types of accounts and products that they themselves follow and promote that your brand would be alongside is very important. Um, and then just identifying, you know, who you want to reach and are it, are these influencers that you're looking at, you know, I suggest making a list basically and just start comparing, do they identify? So it might even be to reach a new demographic for your business or for your program or whatever you have going on. So that's really first and foremost, the most important thing, doing your research um, and then narrowing it down. So you could approach, you know, three to five or whatever you're looking at, whether it's for the year, the quarter, the month um, is what I suggest starting out with doing. Cool. Very good. So the second part is kind of like, how does this work? What does it cost? You know, and that's a question that we've, you know, ran across a lot before. And honestly, it just depends on the influencer that you're working with. Um, Obviously, uh, you know, it's their job. So money is what they're looking for. You know, they want to get paid, but also in kind as well. So it could be good services, um, stays, experiences as well. Um, you know, and if they can come and experience your brand or your product, like a stay or a visit um, and getting content, as well as they'll do things like give away things on your behalf or a combination of both. But, you know, there definitely will be an expenditure or at least an in-kind, you know, trade of some sort for their time and um, efforts, basically. Which is important to note. I mean, I think a lot of people still think like, oh, well, social influencers or social media influencers, they're just going to post stuff. I mean, they're taking time out of their original uh, kind of agenda, if you will. That's their business. That's what they do for a right. living. And so they've taken the time to grow an audience specifically for your demographic so that then they, you have basically a, an inline connection with them. Right. So you're paying for those connections as well as, you know, and that's what influencer means. You're paying for those connections and their influence of their circle. So that's what you're looking for. And that's what you're going to gain. The other part is you, you do still have to kind of shape the story or the message and help them with content. Um, At least I suggest you do so. I wouldn't just, you know, turn someone loose and say, do whatever you want. You know, it's great. Um, definitely provide guidelines and that can be in a contract form. And then additionally, like your brand standards, what hashtags to use, um, specifics on what types of video or photos you'd like them to use. You can even ask for pre-approval even, um, on, you know, if it's a blog post or social post, whatever it is, um, you can definitely ask to see those or kind of see some samples before they post as well as discuss when you'd like them posted. Timing is very important. They will know their audience and when their audience is most active, but you also need to mesh that with your audience unless you're just out there looking for a brand new audience. And then I would definitely lean on them and their expertise, but make sure you're meshing it with your current audience as well. And then think about how you can repurpose all of this content. So ask if you can reuse photos and give credit or video. How can you share those in other ways? Make sure that your accounts are interacting with their accounts. 
um, and make sure you're kind of promoting it too. It's just like um, when we say giving earned media legs, like if you get a spot on TV or in a newspaper, the same rules apply here. Repurpose that great content from your own tactics as well. So how long would you suggest the lead time to this? Because it sounds like there's a lot of work that actually goes into influencing market, influencer marketing. There is. Um, so you mean, it depends on kind of your product or your service or your institution, whatever kind of your product or brand is, what they will be doing. But just for example, they might need to do a photo shoot of the product like a month in advance to plan for a spring campaign, you know, or whatever it is. Um, or you might be planning next month or the month after for them to come to your place, or maybe it's an overnight stay, or maybe it's a daytime experience that you want to make sure the weather's nice so they can see your indoor and outdoor exhibits or, you know, whatever you got. So I would give yourself definitely um, 30 to 60 days for sure. Um, but probably even more than that, because you're going to spend time researching, narrowing down your list, and then contacting all of these influencers and basically negotiating and, you know, coming up with a contract and kind of that paperwork side um, and the negotiation side. So that takes time as well. So I think planning a quarter in advance for pursuing these types of activities is smart. Um, even, I mean, it's kind of like just planning for editorial even. You could be working on this for next year and then just monitoring and making sure they're staying within what you're looking for in their audience and what they are pursuing otherwise besides you, besides your brand um, stays in line basically for that time. So gotcha. definitely yeah. takes time and that negotiation period can definitely take time as well. Um, you know, if you're looking at kind of popular accounts or you know, influencers could be local folks, it could be national, they could be in another state. Um, like I mentioned, animals are huge right now. Um, as influencers, even, you know, dogs, cats, families that have their own accounts um, that are really popular and highly followed. Um, you know, animals are even influencers. So they could be busy too. So kind of think about that, you might have a little bit of trouble getting into their schedule if they're really popular. So now, that's very interesting to me. So if you if you have this amazing influencer with this good crowd, what should you expect kind of the day of? In other words, the day of either the launch of the product or the service or even the event. How does that work? Are they still working for you or have they just done all the, the work on the front end itself? If you have a product, um, generally that work will all be done and then you'll have like a launch day. Like let's just play with you have a book coming out, like a book launch or a product or even, you know, shoes, whatever it is, jewelry. Um, those things would be done in advance and you would plan a launch day. And then that day they would be posting content um, like it's live probably, especially videos or stories. Um, there might be a long form blog post. There could be some social posts. It could be a week long launch, whatever it is. But then they would be definitely monitoring in real time for interactions because that's what you want are those interactions. And hopefully you as well will be monitoring interactions because you'll be receiving, you know, new followers or questions or inquiries or sales, whatever that is um, that day or that week, you know, of the launch. So it kind of depends if you're a institution, a museum, um, a destination, um, some of that could be done before too. Um, if it's an event, a specific event, then that's going to be live with probably some pre-promotion. So, you know, it just kind of depends on the situation, but definitely you'll be, you'll kind of have a launch live day 
um, and then some pre-promotion and then some post-promotion as well follow-up. Gotcha. Gotcha. Very cool. Is there anything else that we need to know or be aware of with influencer marketing? Um, I think just goes back to, you know, really do your research, make sure their values, their followers, um, other products or things that they promote you're comfortable with. Um, and you're choosing, like I said, someone who identifies with their, your audience or pursues the audience you'd like to pursue. That's the most important thing. You know, if you're putting out content that does not identify just because they might like it, but does not identify with their audience, then that's not going to help you necessarily. So I think that that's most important. And I think that, you know, stepping, dipping your toes in for something and giving it a try is definitely worth it. And then kind of seeing from there, doing some testing on what your results are to see how to move forward. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes total sense. I I always think of influencer marketing kind of like what we used to do 10 or 15 years ago with PR. In other words, it was our relationships with certain groups or certain media groups that basically was the entree or even like lobbying or government relations. I feel like that's kind of the same thing if you want to reach uh, men 55 to 75, you pick one group. If you want to pick, you know, teeny boppers, if you will, or teenagers from 10 to 18, you pick another influencer or look at those influencers. Like you're trying to find the right audience that connects with your uh, specific uh, product. Definitely. So, yeah. And just make sure the other side is, you know, I would put very specific deliverables and waypoints in your contract and make sure those boxes all get checked off. You know, be as specific as you want to be. Um, I think that's really important for success for everyone. And that is they would expect that. So um, don't be afraid to ask and have conversations. Awesome. You have done really. Lauren, I feel like you might have influenced me to take another look at influencer marketing. Is that your next gig, you think? I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm getting pretty <laughs> old to start new gigs, so I might I well, might that's just... A, that's a fast-growing demo for influencers right. through the pandemic. You, so. think, you think there's something for like a white man 65 to 85? Yes. Like that? Is that, okay. I do. Yeah. Excellent. Well, well, I'll see if I can get on the TikTok and figure that out. Yeah. So. Let's do it. All right. Well, very good job, Lauren. That's excellent. Well, um, until next week, I guess I will sign off. This is Tony Van. This is Lauren Gordy. And she rocked it on the G Factor podcast. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to G Factor. For more episodes, additional information, and a way to connect with Lauren and Tony, visit theguildfactor.com.